Hi there, healers. My name is Dave of Dave of the Flames. I'm a Reiki teacher, life coach, and a clear cognizant. I blend these energies so that I can help you be the healer that you are meant to be. You work hard at taking care of others. Heal the Healers is a podcast that will help you find ways to take care of yourself. Do you often find yourself tired, low on energy, and overcommitted because you can't say no? I want to give you the tools to make you stronger so that you can work smarter and help more people around the world. No matter what healing modality you do, this podcast is for you. And welcome everyone to episode 14. I am so pleased uh, to have with me today, Jonathan Goldman. So Jonathan has written a book called The Humming Effect, and he is a complete visionary when it comes to sound. He's a leader in the industry, Eileen McCusick, for tuning the human biofield. So today I'm so proud to be with, uh, with Jonathan. He has uh, on Spotify, I've been listening uh, for a long time now of Reiki Chants. And his Reiki chants on Spotify is something that when I when I do my meditations, when I do Reiki healings, um, and when I attune people with Reiki, I've used it. So we're going to be talking today about World Sound Healing Healing Day, and it's going to be on February fourteenth, two thousand twenty-one. And I am going to put links in the, in the show notes for this as well. So I'm very very excited. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Dave, what a uh, blessing to be here, and uh, golly. Um, so many things already to say, but uh, ask on. I, I would like to acknowledge that I've been in this field for about 40 years. We'll be talking about that. And there aren't too many people who are still on the planet who are doing this. So uh, a lot of people have learned from me or learned from some of my compatriots. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate being able to share with you about that and about World Sound Healing Day and about humming, about how we can use our own sounds, how we can use music, all this other stuff for uh you know healing and vibrational reattunement and it's it's fascinating and it's real and it works yeah uh, I've, I've been working with with a sound healer for about six months now and it totally um has changed my outlook on a lot of things and i, I feel my my aura and my vibration is more consistently raised well dave if, you know for a second one of the basic uh if you like concepts of, of sound healing or or how or why sound heals is that A, everything is in vibration and that when we are, uh, we're like this extraordinary instrument that is playing, uh, you know, actually an orchestra playing playing in a uh, uh, field of uh, symphonic field that uh, allows us to uh, just project this incredible symphony of the self, but you know, if one of the instruments, let's say the second violin pl uh, player loses their sheet music, they're playing the wrong notes, they're playing out of tune, and it's a little bit like our part of our body. Because if, if everything's in vibration, from the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to planets and distant galaxies, everything's in a state of motion and movement. And if that's true, that's also true about our body. So indeed, we're like an or uh, instrument in this orchestra, and you know, if we lose, if, if the second violin player loses their sheet music, they're not only playing out of tune, but it's like a part of our body is vibrating out of tune or out of harmony. And the simple idea of using sound as a healing modality is simply to give that string player back the sheet music or project the correct frequency into the body and, uh, you know, uh, 
but would say would say that the human biofield. So I think that the biofield, the energy field, that's a good buzzword. Uh, we used to call it the aura when I was a child. You remember that mm -hmm. term? Yeah. And uh, you know, so we put this all into uh, you know a state of harmony and healing. But getting back to water, I have a dear friend who has been actually in this field for even longer than me. She's probably been in the field for about 50 years and she's a magnificent uh, sound healer. And she's, you know, years ago, she said to me, Jonathan, you know, we're just big bags of water. <laughs> and you know how easy it is to shift and change the frequency of water with sound. And that's it, whether, you know, you're dealing with people like uh, Masuro Emoto, who, who did that, I love his studies. I actually use references to that when I talk about Reiki. Like how can Reiki help heal the human body because we're so much water? Yeah, I, I had uh, dinner with him one time. It was uh, qu quite a hoot. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's awesome. The um, I, I think one of the neatest things that, that I, and the fact that you brought up Symphony of Self was great because I was going to talk about that because in your in your book, in that chapter, that resonated with me. It's like it, it, it gave me a complete visualization of what we were talking about, what you're talking about. And it, it's an effective way of describing it for layman's like me that, that to understand. So I, I love that description and thank you for coming up with it. Um, when I, I'm a, a Reiki teacher and, and a Reiki nice. healer and a Reiki healer. So one thing I've, I do is I use crystals when I, uh, when ah. I heal, you know, so oh, I, I, I've got crystals everywhere. I, I use them. But one thing I'm noticing is, <laughs> exactly, one thing I'm noticing is um, when I'm getting a sound healing, the crystals in the room seem to come alive. And I notice the energy of them even after the, the sound healing. Can you tell me um, the the distinction between sound and, and crystals and, and what that would be? I actually have a uh, couple of chapters in a book called Shifting Frequencies on sound and crystals and then even on crystal singing which is a technique that uh, i teach to some very advanced students uh, but it's way cool because you can literally find the resonant frequency of a crystal with your voice and cause that crystal to resonate although crystals will resonate or vibrate with practically any sound and uh, it's really wonderful they are if you like um holographic computers of the mind and uh, I have a, a student that I was recently teaching about crystals and sound, and it's really, really wonderful. So yes, indeed, crystals will vibrate specifically with sound. In fact, check this out. Crystals uh, basically are transducers of energy. They take energy and they, which going from one form to another form to another form. So exam for example, they're piezo or piezoelectric, meaning that you can squeeze a crystal and it literally will put out electricity. So the pressure, which was if like equivalent to so uh, sound waves, will be transduced or turned into light. In the same way, they are sonoluminescent, meaning that they will take sound and they'll turn it into light. I've had that experience. I used to teach this. Here's one for many people uh, who don't know, because uh, I've been working with crystals for about 45 years, wow. which is older <laughs> than a lot of people who uh, 
and one th is that you can take two crystals, but you have to ask the crystals if they want the, they want this. So I usually have a pair that I, when I used to teach crystal healing, I basically uh, would uh, have a couple of uh, crystals that volunteered to do this. Then I would turn the lights out in a room. I would rub the crystal together in front of people and the crystals would glow. Did you know that? I did not know that. That is a that is a reality, and that's a wow. scientific reality. But it's wow. magic too. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to ask the crystal if they want to be rubbed together because hey, it's not necessarily. And you yes. can of course, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't bring my uh, prize winning uh, crystals out and do that. So it's right. Interesting <laughs> they're, they're they're like no means no, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, these were volunteer crystals to show how they yeah. transduced energy. Wow, that's I'm gonna have to try that. That that is no, amazing. Make sure you make sure ask the crystals if they want that because mm -hmm. you have to kind of rub them together almost with a friction type energy. So it's a little harsh. Right. I, I haven't done that in many years, but I just wow. wanted to know that. That 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 is that is extremely cool. The uh I think part of crystal healing and part of Reiki and part of part of sound, one thing that we all share in common when we're we're using it to heal the world. To heal the planet and, and heal people is um it's intention and ah. you and you talk about intention a lot in your book yeah. can, can you tell so if someone is listening to this podcast and they just they're, they're just now getting into healing they're just now getting into what it means for, for sound all that or, or even with ricky can you tell them how how intention makes a difference sure dave <laughs> let me uh go back we're going to go back in the way back machine Okay. <laughs> back in the way back machine to the early 1980s, when I am going to Lesley University and I am pursuing a master's degree in researching the uses of sound and music for healing. I come from a family of doctors, father, grandfather, and brother, all medical doctors. They've all passed on. That still doesn't, they were still medical doctors. And, um, so I had, I had at the time at least a very developed left brain. And I thought, okay, I'm collecting all this information and data from different people, scientists, medical doctors, spiritual masters, healers, on what sounds affected uh, what parts of the body or the chakras. And for those of you who are listening, I'm now holding my hands about uh, a foot apart. And I had this many papers piled up, which were basically uh, different systems from different people about how to use sound for healing. And I was uh, correlating all this information together. I want you to picture the scene. This is back in the early 80s. I am in front of a computer with a DOS operating system. <laughs> it is a dark screen with amber letters. And I am now correlating this information and I'm basically trying to make sense of it because I figure I'm going to be the first human that's actually come up with a cohesive X frequency works for uh, X uh, organ, Y frequency works for Y chakra. But instead, Dave, I'm hitting this incredible conundrum. You have spiritual master A coming up with a series of mantras for a particular chakra and spiritual master B coming up with a completely different series of mantras for the same chakra or using the same mantras for a different chakra. 
You have Dr. X using a particular frequency for an organ and Dr. Y using a different frequency for the same organ. And I'm sitting there and I am in a state of angst, intellectual angst, because I got all the stuff and it's not correlating together. It's not an agreement. And I'm going, how can this be? And I'm sitting in front of the computer and I've got my head in my hands. I'm rocking back and forth going, oh my God, oh my God. And all of a sudden I hear this inner voice say, it is not only the frequency of the sound that creates its effect, but also the intention of the person making and receiving the sound. And I wrote down on that, uh, all of a sudden it was like this light uh, you know, burst over me. And I wrote down on that uh, uh, darkened computer screen with kind of gold letters, frequency plus intent equals healing. And that was in the early 80s. And now, many years later, it seems more relevant than ever. Because, of course, you have people like uh, Bruce Lipton and whatnot, and Joe Dispenza and one, you know, talking about belief and talking about the placebo and talking about actually the power of our consciousness to affect how we perceive and receive things. So I think that's so very, very true. And it is indeed, from my perspective, why I, for the most part, don't get into this frequency works for this type of thing. Because number one, or two things actually. First, I believe we are all unique vibratory beings. And, um, you know, second of all, different things work for different people. And as an example, if we perceive that everything is in a state of vibration, that everything has a waveform or a series of waveforms. Maybe it's not a single frequency, maybe it's composite frequency. And oftentimes when I was teaching, you know, and I taught, I taught a whole lot with my wife, Andy, and you know, first question I'd ask is, okay, how many of you are allergic to penicillin? And probably anywhere from five to 20% of an audience would raise their hand. I said, okay, so perceive that penicillin is a vibration or frequency. For 80% of you, that's a healing frequency, but for five to 20% of you, it is toxic. And I think that this is true of everything on our planet. I've never encountered a quote, magic feather that works for everyone. And because of that, I think it's so very, very important. I really want to empower people to go, okay, just because somebody says this is going to work for you, if you experience a, a negative uh, effect from it, stop doing it. I've, uh, you know, and if you don't and it feels good, great. But, you know, empower yourself to realize that if it's not working for you, you have the power to go, no, that's not for me. Thank you. Does this make sense? I think this is mandatory in terms of not only healing, but life in general and taking back our power to heal ourselves and to live life to the fullest. Yeah, def it definitely makes sense. And I, I love that analogy of the penicillin because 
uh, I'm someone who's allergic to penicillin, so I know what you mean, but I have family members. Okay, so with, with, members us, that, it's, that it helps. with us, it's, it's 50%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's amazing, but that is such a great analogy. And and there's a lot of times where um, when people come in and they contact me, I'm like, you know, Reiki is for you if, but sometimes it's not for you. And that's okay. You know, you just have to depend. So I love the way that you describe that because it, it totally does make sense. And when with intention, especially one of the biggest things that I found is intention can go for anything. Like some people are like, well, I only use intention when I do meditation. It's like, no, use intention for everything that you do. When, when, when you're, you're about to sit down to a meal, what is the intention of this meal? Do you want it to nourish your body? Do you want, are you grateful for it? All these things just use intention all throughout the day. And it becomes second nature so that when you're attempting to do something, no matter wh whether it's a task or a chore or a goal or a dream or a healing, put your intention into it and it will make it more than what it would be without. Well, particularly, I mean, just, you know, with sound and with our words as we're speaking, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you ever go to a party and somebody walks up to you and goes, Dave, great to see you. And you feel like you've been psychically slimed. Yeah. <laughs> or the, you know, the, if you like the frequency, Dave, good to see you has been one thing, but the vibration, you know, the uh, intention has been very different. And we perceive this stuff. And the more attuned we uh, get, the more we perceive it and can, you know, basically uh, dissem uh, disseminate between truth and non-truth and, uh, you know, good stuff. And just as talking more about the power of intention and bringing in World Sound Healing Day is the fact that one of the really things that we oftentimes do with this is a, a technique that uh, the HeartMath Institute has done a lot to really, really bring out, but it's creating a coherence between the uh, brain and the heart, which amplifies our electromagnetic field. And this is mostly done through deep breathing, slow, deep breathing, and being in a, a state of gratitude and uh, thankfulness, and if you can, compassion. And then when you add the energy of sound to this, it amplifies this field even more. So it's been basically measured when this field of, of coherence occurs, the electromagnetic field is anywhere from 50 to 500 times greater than normal, some even perceived with 5,000. I will go with the 5,000 if you add the aspect of intentionalized um, sound. And um, there is, if you like, a reason why the different prayers on our planet are for the most part vocalized, whispered, spoken, sung, chanted, and that's because sound amplifies prayer, sound amplifies meditation, Sound basically helps focus our consciousness onto whatever we are projecting it to, which is why when we have World Sound Healing Day, um, normally, Dave, we used to work with the ah sound, which is a wonderful sound. It's the sound of the heart center. You know, we like something, we go, ah, you know, it's great. It, it, it's a wonderful sound. But um, this year, we're opening it up to also, because it's going to be mostly a virtual uh, experience. Uh, we're opening it up to all sorts of instruments, all sorts of chants, all sorts of different tones. It's great. We got everything from a, uh, you know, Tibetan Lama to a crystal bowl uh, to crystal bowl uh, healers to uh, techno uh, music uh, DJs. And just as long as they're creating this, 
created the music and the sound with the gratefulness, love, and compassion. And uh, they are, and it's you know going to be an incredible, if you like, uh, symphonies of consciousness is what I like to call this uh, 19th annual World Sound Healing Day. And that's going to be on February 14th this year, which is Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, 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 and what, a, what a way to show love to the planet, you know? Yeah, it's great. And if people want to go to worldsoundhealingday.org, they can either find an event, because there are already about 40 of them that are posted, uh, event that they can go to virtually, or they can create their own. How cool is this? It's uh, going to be a potpourri of sacred sound, worldsoundhealingday.org. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and also on the website, you've created a, a, a free uh, guided meditation. That's that, right. That, that they can download. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's just, there, there's some great information. One, one thing that you wrote on here, the purpose of World Sound Healing Day is to heal the planet, heal our waters, and raise our consciousness. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's like, that's such a, like, like just combined with that kind of intention, especially with everything going on in, in, in the world today, it's so nice to have, have this unity. And, and I think what you, uh, what you said is uh, at noon in your time, um, uh, whatever your time zone is at noon, you know, have our collective voices get, get together and all. And, and I just think, um, so this is the, the 19th annual, have you been running it the, or part of it the entire 19 years? Totally. Wow, that, that is such an, an accomplishment. And for um, 18 of those years, Dave, we would do a live event with several hundred people in Boulder, which is so cool because there's nothing like do, being in people who are like-minded. My wife, Andy, would lead this wonderful meditation. We'd have a crystal bowl in the middle filled with water. People would tone for like an hour. Then they would drink the water, which is sweet and almost psychotropic because it was so encoded with such amazing frequencies. So oh, that was wow. what we did, did in uh, Boulder. And I have to tell you that as a reality base, uh, just shifting this for a second, not only at, you know, possibly noontime, but whatever o'clock, whatever time you want to do it, because, you know, time and space are just, if you like, um, limitations of our lower consciousness. When you get into the quantum realms, we're, you know, it's forever time and forever space. So we're just suggesting that anytime anybody wants to do this. That, that's amazing. I, I absolutely love that. Um, one thing you've hit on a couple of times is the, the importance of breath work. Ah. Um, I've been I've been following Wim Hof for a while, and I, I love his exercises for, for for breathing. One thing that that I notice with you is when you breathe, people know you're breathing. Like you bring that sound into it. You, <laughs> you know, like I I heard you take a deep breath when, right before we started this podcast. I was like, whoa. Um, and, and I, I like that because with with not only with the breath, but you're bringing in that sound. Um, but I heard it and I felt your energy and I, your energy just like exploded when you did that. And I thought that that was really neat. Um, and you've talked about that in your, in your book. Can you, can you, again, can you tell our novice listeners that don't know much about breath work, um, what, how powerful it truly is and well, what you discovered? I, I, I'm going to bring crystals in on this one. You ready for that? Yeah, that's great. If you were to hold a crystal while you do this exercise, and it's one that I'm really suggesting. Okay. I'm going to get, get this one over here too. Yeah. If you take a breath in, 
your body. And once again, it's taking a breath in down to the belly. It's called diaphragmatic or belly breathing. Some people call it full body breathing. It doesn't matter the name you use, but it's really, and really it's, it's oftentimes best to, if you can, instead of be being slumped over, like sit, you know, with your back straight or whatnot, you take a breath in your body takes on this charge of energy. And this energy is the energy of life. The Hindus called it prana. The Orientals call it chi or ki, reiki. Um, in the Hebrew tradition, it's known as ruach. Uh, a fellow by the name of Wilhelm Reich, who was a great psychotherapist, used to call it orgone energy. It goes by a hundred different names in a hundred different languages, but it is the energy of life. And basically as you breathe in, your body takes on this charge of energy. As you basically hold your breath for a second, your body builds this charge of energy. And then when you release this breath, your body releases this charge of energy. And it's an incredible circulatory waveform. And if you're holding a crystal and you do this with your eyes closed, you will begin to feel the crystal pulse with your breath. It's way cool. This is actually a physiological phenomena based upon uh, the piezoelectric effect and the fact that uh, the crystal is literally microcosmically, but enough so you can sense it, shrinking and then expanding with your breath, believe it or not. So that's just something for you to try. That, that, that's amazing. Wow. Holy cow. The, uh, j j just the way that you described it, I was kind of following along. Um, it, you, you definitely feel the difference. It, it's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, breath is just Look, without breath, there is no sound. Bottom line, you know? <laughs> and on a level, the easiest sound that you can make with the breath naturally is sort of a, just an ah, almost without. I personally love, I've been loving these days, the hum. My wife, Andy, and I have written a book called The Humming Effect, which has been, you know, that it's out in Audible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also, uh, I mean, it won... Uh, number of different awards. It's been a bestseller uh, along with, uh, you know, tuning the human biofield for inner traditions for a while. And Dave, I've been in this field for over 40 years and <clears throat> that's 40 years, not four years. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it feels like four years, but, um, and I've, I've worked and I continue to work with some very complex mantras, harmonically related divine names and all that stuff. And it's great, but, um, bottom line is some years ago uh because people are so self-conscious and judgmental about their self-created sounds and part of that we can thank american idol and all that which are really great uh shows for entertainment but on a level uh they added new uh, words to our uh you know vocabulary like pitchy that per you you're really pitchy you know and mm -hmm. uh so people really are judgmental about their sounds. And if you're judgmental, boy, there you go with your heart-brain coherence. Forget about it because you can't, you can't be there if uh, you're, you're judgmental. But the hum, I don't know anybody who has basically said, you know, I can't, I can't hum right. Everybody hums. Babies hum. The elderly hum. Everybody hums. And basically doing what we call conscious humming. You basically just, and that is simply works with taking a nice deep breath with your eyes closed, your back straight, taking a nice deep breath, and then mm, sounding forth with that humming sound. 
And as you begin to do this and do this for about five minutes, most people have never consciously hummed in their life. And all of a sudden they'll feel vibrations. And actually what'll happen is if they do this for about five minutes, they'll get really blissed out, which is why when we teach it, we say, if you're gonna tone for five minutes, be in silence and be just in a place where you can basically be blissed out and uh, if you like stoned out uh, uh, from it so that uh, you don't have to you know get up and pitch over because that you know indeed could happen and it's it's an extraordinary thing one of the reasons why this happens is that when you hum for example you get increase of oxygen in your cells get lowered blood pressure and heart rate, which is really important, particularly for as people get older, you want to decrease your blood pressure and your heart rate. And it, it, it brings it down, Dave, to almost pharmaceutical levels of wow. stuff. It's, it, it, it's that powerful. And then you get the re, uh, release of melatonin, which is, of course, great for either uh, enhancing um, sleep uh, cycle. And it's all, that has also been found to be... Uh, an antiviral agent, you get the release of uh, uh, endorphins, which of course were those wonderful self-created opiates. You get reduced levels of stress-related hormones and you get increased levels of nitric oxide. And you're saying nitric oxide, great in the dentist's office. No, not the no. same thing, that's nitrous <laughs> oxide. We, we love that uh, if you're you know, having some sort of dental work and you're not into uh, Novocaine or whatnot, but nitric oxide is a vasodilator that uh, basically uh, relaxes and widens our blood vessels. And at the same time, it is a antiviral agent. And when you hum, you get the release of nitric oxide in your nasal cavity. And that seems to be one of the major places where a lot of nasty viruses tend to first land in the bodies in the nasal cavity. And if you can be humming, you can literally shift and change that. And in fact, on our website, healingsounds.com, I've got a blog, uh, which is a six part blog. I keep adding to it every so often uh, on sound and immunity. And the very first blog is about humming as an antiviral agent. And it's just not me. I actually have part of a video from a doctor in Germany who's talking about the fact that uh, this occurs. So humming is way cool. Let me let you talk for a second. No, that, that's awesome. I, I love that because, uh, and I'll definitely put a link to that blog in the show notes because raising people's immune system nowadays is huge with everything going on in the world. Um, my husband is a CNA and, and he's he's on the front lines of this every day when he goes ah. into to work. Um, so we're doing everything we can to improve his immune system um, on so many levels. So I'll, I'm definitely going to, we're going to read this blog. So thank you for that information. Cool. The other, the other thing that you wrote in your book is that um, getting, like, I'm really big on this when, when I, when I talk about with Reiki and things like that, but with humming, you get the increased lymphatic circulation. Yeah, that's so, right. So, tell, so, tell me about so, lymphatic cir circulation. Yeah. So your body's sewer system, you, you know, and, and, and I just, I think it's so important to, to make sure that your, your lymph nodes, you know, your lymph nodes are intact so that you can just release these toxins that, mm. that has increased from, from, from the world. And, uh, and I learned a lot about them. Um, I, I, my mom lives with us and she has cancer 
who's been battling it for seven years and uh, it started in her breast, went into her lungs and now it's in her bones. Mm. Um, and they had to remove several of her lymph nodes because that's, they feel that that's where the cancer start, started mm. with her, her tumors and all. So it, she, she's been battling it. So we've learned a lot about lymph system and, and the importance of, of you know what she can do without certain uh, nodes. Um, so when I'm working with with healing, I always talk about the, the that lymphatic system. So when I read in, or listened in your book and it talked about the benefits of humming, I was shocked because I and you even talked about whistling in your book because I'm I'm whistle all the time and people I annoy people with my whistling. So um, I definitely would want to talk about or would definitely want to experience this humming and, and what what I can do and especially the way that you just uh, called it conscious humming. That's just beautiful the, the way that you described it. Yeah, Dave, if uh, if you can prove if my wife Andy were here, she would say, Well, you know, and she's got a much better voice than me. She's just got a great voice. She's wonderful. You're, you're a I, good she, husband. Yeah, she, she, she is fabulous. And we, we do a lot of this together. This is my opportunity to be with her. But she um, basically would say, Well, well, Dave, you know, um, Humming gives you an internal massage. So perceive oh, of it wow. like that. And now that makes me jump into something that I didn't cover before that's so important right now. There are two basic ways that sound affects us and shifts us and changes us. One is called psychoacoustics. And that's where the sound goes into our ears, into our brain, affecting our nervous system, our heart rate, respiration, brainwaves. That's one, very important, obviously. So listening to different types of music can affect this. And it depends on what you need. Uh, you know, I'd just like to suggest that not only classical music or relaxation music or the music of Jonathan Goldman. The music of Jonathan Goldman is uh, healing or whomever because it could be anything, you know, depending on what you need at a particular time. If you're trying to drive in, you know, rush hour traffic, you probably want to be listening to the Rolling Stones or something like that, you know, <laughs> as opposed to something that's going to put you to sleep. But anyway, that's psychoacoustics. You know, listening to chilled music, if you're really stressed out, is a very good thing to do. And if you want to energize, boy, I remember I was I remember talking about when I was uh, working out uh, for the first time and I put on little uh, earbuds. I may have been even having a Sony Walkman or something. And I was listening to my music. And what immediately happened was that my body relaxed so much that I ba literally fell off the treadmill. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So I learned to listen to the Rolling Stones. For me, that was, you know, bah, 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 bah. but that's why. So that's, that's psychoacoustics. And then the other is vibroacoustics. And that is where sound goes into your physical body, affecting you on a cellular level. And that's huge, a cellular level. And sound can do that. And in fact, the most powerful vibroacoustic sound that we can make is the hum. And Dave, here, I challenge you to do something right now. Maybe you've done this before, or anybody who's watching or listening to this, just once, begin to hum and then pinch your nose. I'll, I'll let you do this. You all right? You ready? Do okay. it. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you cannot hum it, it when your nose is pinched. Because, okay, so this is a sound that is totally happening through your nasal cavity first, and then, then you can project it throughout your body. 
Um, and as soon as you open your mouth, it's great, but the sound is going out there. So the totally self-contained sound is the hum. Wow. Uh, just as an, you know, an interesting thought, you know? That, that, that's amazing. Holy cow. I, I had no idea that it was, it was reliant upon that like that. And listen, I'm going to do something really strange just to show you that, yes, if I go, if I go from a high sound, that I could feel the sound going from here to here. But at the same time, I'm going to move the sound from my, if you like, third eye and crown center to my uh, chest center and check it out. Okay, you could not detect any change in the pitch or tone. I could feel the difference in resonance in myself because my intentionality simply directed the sound from being going in my forehead down to my chest. So if you do enough work with sound, particularly toning, you can do this. We are our own best laboratories. So the more that you work with something, the easier it is to do. That that's really great advice. Holy cow! It it, it it's amazing. The um, the resonance when you do it, it it it's it's incredible because it it's like like we're on on Zoom and you know and, and as we're doing this, but when you resonate, when you send, it, it's like you feel it through the computer screen. It, it it's 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 that incredible. So um, if um again, this podcast is generally uh, people listen to it. Um, but we are going to be putting it on YouTube for people to see. So being able to see your reaction and see that is, is going to be amazing. So, so I think it'll be good for, for people to have the video part of that as well. Do, um, do you have, if, if anybody wants to become a sound healer, how would, how would they start? Like what, what would be the, an, an avenue or a way for them or a path that you, you would recommend? First, I would suggest that they go to the uh, healingsounds.com website. We've got all sorts of free uh, downloads. We've got all sorts of free information and we've got some wonderful sonic tools and also uh, everything from MP3 downloads, etc. Of course, you can go to Spotify or whatnot and get it too. It's okay. Dave, I was put on this planet to bring sound as a healing and transformative modality out to the consciousness of the planet. So it's my, not my thing to become, uh, to do anything more than help people. But I think that's a great website. Now, also, uh, there's a web, there's an organization that I did found, but I've you know since uh, basically become if you like a uh, a director, but not a uh, not not that uh, much of a uh, managing director, and it's called the Sound Healers Association, and uh, that's the Sound Healers Association dot com, and that's the the oldest and largest sound healing association in the world. It was founded in 1982. Oh, wow. You're talking about our age here. I'm, I'm sitting here because I think I was in high school in 82 and ah. I, went in, I went into the military in 85. So right, right around that yeah. time. But, um, but, but yeah, definitely music has been part yeah. of, of a, a lot of people's lives and a lot of healing uh, in different ways. When, and I have people that um, they choose their music during our Reiki session 
and like you said, some some listen to the the chants and, and the classic, and some want to hear the Rolling Stones as a direct because they're just they're, and I, and I'm always adaptable. It's like yeah, whatever it makes you feel good, whatever you need at this moment, let's do, and, well, and br- bringing it in, and because um, I usually play your Reiki chant during during my. I, well, I, well, that's I mean, had some. Um, I could tell you amazing experiences that world-renowned scientists and leaders have done using that uh, for meditation, all that stuff. So there's something about that. But I just want to also suggest that if people want to learn more about sound healing, I've got, oh, a number of different... I did a uh, series of videos, uh, an actually online course through Hay House. That's called The Power of Sound Healing. I did one through the uh, Shift Network, and that's called Sacred Vibrational Frequencies. And then on our website, we we just basically created one that was actually uh, filmed uh, about 10 years ago. And I finally then now just cut it up and it's called uh, the 1111 Divine Name. And it's way cool and really well done, done. And that's on our website. So you can find it there. But these are, you know, different things for myself. Now, there are lots of different people teaching different things. So, you know, find someone who resonates with you resonate means that you vibrate together you know and that right. that's all and right. there are a lot of people that are teaching wonderful stuff and from my perspective there's also people who are teaching stuff that is incorrect and i'm not going to get into that except you know blessed be because uh right. whatever works for you yeah and i, I think what you what you said is, is is the truest purest form is you have to vibrate with the person or you have to vibrate with the thing that you're choosing. Um, don't just do something because it's the cheapest or the fastest or the quickest when you're making decisions on anything in your life. Make sure that you are harmonically resonating with it with a, on a vibrational level um, for, for all that you do. And it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to say no. And it's okay to be like, okay, this isn't for me. So, so let me continue looking and let me continue this journey. And that's something that I, I just... I. I challenge each and every one of you listening to do. Wow, Jonathan, Jonathan, thank you so much. Uh, Listen, I'm about to make an affirmation uh, just because I awoke from a dream today. And in the dream, uh, I was basically, uh, I had written an extremely easy book uh, for people to understand because you used the word harmonically. And my very first book was called Healing Sounds, The Power of Harmonics in 1982. But I want to ask you, do you know what harmonics are? Uh, not if I had to do it right off the top of my head. I, I know that they're different frequencies, uh, uh, or what I think is, is, is just different frequencies of being able to hear things at different levels for different people or animals. Well, that could be. You see, there's lots. But really, what harmonics or overtones are, or when you are making a sound, no sound that you hear is single is a one single frequency. There are these harmonics or multiple simultaneous tones that are simultaneously occurring in any sound that you make. And this is what causes the different instruments or your voice to have its particular thing. And these sounds are geometrically and mathematically related. And it's wonderful. When I would teach this in a workshop, people would blank out. And it's maybe the most important secret in sound. And people don't know don't know about it. So I'm going to figure out a way. I was wearing, is this my Albert Einstein t-shirt? I was yeah. wearing, Einstein said that uh, if you really understood something, you could explain it to a child. I'm going to figure out a way of uh, basically making a very simple, I mean, 
it's it's written extremely well done in in the healing sounds but i'm going to make a, a figure out a way a book that a little booklet that people are going to learn how to understand the concept of harmonics is when you begin to perceive harmonics it's literally as though if you take this crystal and you put light through it all white light it's going to basically sunlight it's going to break it into the uh, different bands of the electromagnetic spectrum and that's what we call the co you know color right Mm -hmm. Well, harmonics are the colors of sound. And when you become attuned to the concept of harmonics, it is a life-changing experience for you. So you heard it first, new book on harmonics. <laughs> out. My first book, Healing Sounds, great book. It is, uh, you know, uh, it was a bestseller, but uh, people forget. I want to reintroduce harmonics now. That, that's awesome. I'll definitely put links in the show notes for all of this as well. And and thank you so much for all this great information. I look for. I'm I'm definitely going to um, participate in the World Sound Healing Day on February 14th. Um, again, go to worldsoundhealingday.org for information about it. See if there's something local in your area. If not, it's there's a, a button here where you can create an event in your area if you want to do so. Um, but let's get together and let's heal our planet, heal our waters, and raise our consciousness. Jonathan, thank you so much. Dave, I like to say we heal the planet, we heal ourselves. We heal ourselves and we heal our planet. Thank you, sir. That's awesome.